Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Beijing Winter Olympic Games. I would say to our athletes, do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. We believe that Russia would produce a very graphic propaganda video. Planning false flag operations. Which would include corpses. He's throwing the whole kitchen sink at this thing. The January employment report, much better than expected. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and This is great. The uh, ho- hold on one second. If you're listening hey, or watching live, I don't know how they got switched around like that. Shall we try this again? <laughs> Little technical issues on live radio. Mike's not working. Um, where were we? Yes, welcome into News and Views for a Friday. By the way, we had heard some rumors that. Um, the Supreme Court might be releasing their decision on the MAPS case that was heard earlier this week. Uh, We heard they might be dumping their decision at 5 o'clock, which would make sense. I mean, this is, we fully expect the Democrats to go against the Superior Court and go in favor of Eric Holder and the other groups that were suing the legislature which is a real stretch to say that these maps were unconstitutional. So it would make sense that uh, they might try to dump this information. We've heard it was a real possibility, but so far we haven't seen anything actually come across the wire. We'll let you know as soon as we know. The uh, Benny is not in. I don't know if it has anything to do with this. Today, February the 4th, is Working Naked Day. <laughs> Who makes these things up? Oh, my. <laughs> and uh, I'm fully clothed. Benny's not here. I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that Benny's not here today or not. I, that's just uh, just how it is. It's Friday. Uh, by the way, you heard uh, the opening um, bumper that Clark puts together for us every day. does a great job on that. You heard Nancy Pelosi talking and telling the athletes don't speak out. She said it yesterday and she said it again today that U.S. athletes should not speak out against communist China during the Winter Olympics, which comes as she faces backlash for making the same plea yesterday. So she's getting all kinds of negative feedback, primarily from the right, as you can imagine. Now, uh, of course, how much money is uh, cousin Eddie and his family getting from the Chinese. We do know, it's it's a matter of fact, we do know that Nancy Pelosi's husband is very heavily invested in Chinese companies, making a boatload of money there. Pelosi's remarks comes after she said during testimony before the Congressional Executive Commission on China that where athletes were there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there's temptation on the part of some to speak out. 
while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about the Chinese government, what it might do to their reputations and to their families. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and she's gotten a lot of feedback for her saying, you know, um, you're an embarrassment. Why would you say this? Why would you discourage people to speak out against a ruthless regime? Now, and again, I, I frankly, I, I look at her words and I think, no, you're hiding behind the, the, the safety issue. Uh, you, you don't want, you don't want to question communist China. And uh, a number of people, uh, Richard uh, Grinnell, former acting director of national intelligence, good God, Above Nancy, why are you backing down from the Chinese threats? They see you. You just encourage them. They've scared you into submission. This is so outrageous. I don't know if they've scared her into submission. I think she's more worried about her uh, husband's portfolio. Uh, but the truth of the matter is you look at these despots, you look at these communist countries, you look at people like Putin, you look at people like Xi, you look at communist countries, you look at uh, you know the rocket man up in North Korea— they advance their cause when they see weakness, pure and simple. I, the Taliban are the same way. I mean, w why did we have essentially four years of, I, I know that wasn't perfect peace, but things were going in the right direction under Donald Trump. You cannot argue that they weren't. You cannot argue that things got better and better week after week, month after month under Trump's leadership because they knew this guy was not fooling around. If you wanted to have an engagement, he, now he, he wasn't going to be the world's policeman, but he was going to put America first, pure and simple. And uh, I, Richard Grinnell, I, you know, whether or not Nancy is uh, scared into submission, but I, but I do think he makes a great point that these despots, when they sniff out weakness— that's when they advance their cause. Pure and simple. Uh, and frankly, if, if, if they're that ruthless, why are we over there? Why didn't you speak up, Nancy? Why didn't you convince the president to intervene and not send our athletes over there? Why wouldn't you do that? If they're that bad, if it's that dangerous. Why are, you, why are you sending our people into harm's way? That's basically what you're saying. But keep your mouth shut. If you say one thing out of line, they might, eh, you might be in trouble. Uh, interesting story out of Just the News, John Solomon's group. A recently revealed classified email from 2016 indicates that at least one United States official raised concerns that Hunter Biden's business activities in Ukraine could pose a problem for the U.S. and Eastern European nations' ability to crack down on Ukrainian corruption. This is back in 2016. George Kent was the writer of the emails. He was a senior ranker, ranking State Department official. He was also one of the key witnesses in the impeachment trials. He, along with uh, the ambassador to Kiev, Marie Yovanovitch, remember her? So the email was sent to uh, George Kent's superiors in the Obama administration over his concerns that Cousin Eddie's son, Hunter, and his dealings in Ukraine could undercut the U.S. anti-corruption efforts. The email was sent on November 22, 2016. 
So um, this would have been after George, after George, after Donald Trump was elected, but before he took office. Again, this is uh, obtained and reported by just the news uh, from the email. The real issue to my mind was that someone in Washington needed to engage Vice President Biden quietly and say that his son Hunter's presence on the uh, Bursma board undercut the anti-corruption message that the vice president and, and we were advancing in Ukraine. Kent wrote multiple high-ranking officials in the State Department in Washington. Again, back on November 22, 2016. The email also indicated that Hunter was on the board when— uh, Burisma allegedly paid what Kent described as a $7 million bribe. Now, it's not clear whether or not Hunter knew about the bribe. It's not clear who it went to, for that matter. Regardless, Kent also wrote that the perceived double standard was worrisome and would send messages to the Ukrainian people. Again, from an email, Ukrainians heard one message from, from us, Kent wrote, and then saw another set of behavior with the Biden family association with a known corrupt figure whose company was known for not playing by the rules in the oil and gas sector. Now, uh, what's what's really uh, infuriating about this is that um, this was classified as confidential, which is the lowest level of security, by the then U.S. ambassador to Kiev, again, her name was Marie Yovanovitch, and she, she clearly was uh, anti-Trump, if you remember back to the uh, impeachment hearings. Um, but contrary to federal law, the State Department failed to acknowledge the existence of these emails, this document, to the court, and... Uh, just the news and its multiple freedom of information lawsuits against the State Department seeking records on Hunter and Joe Biden's dealings in Ukraine. So that by law, according to just the news, I'm not an attorney, but according to just the news, by law, the State Department should have made this information known to both the Trump defense. It should have been public knowledge when they were going through these these impeachment hearings. Just the news also pointed out that the email contradicts what many Democrats were saying regarding Hunter businesses, uh, opportunities and efforts. Uh, Just the news said, most importantly, the emails stark message directly conflicts with the narrative. The mainstream media, the state department witnesses and the democratic congressman gave the two pub, uh, gave the public two years ago when they insisted Hunter Biden's lucrative job with the allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas company while creating the appearance of a conflict of interest, had no impact on U.S. efforts to fight corruption in that country. That was the narrative they were saying, that this was, this was a, a, a set-aside. This, this had nothing to do with the fact that we were trying to reform the corruption in Ukraine. And this, this had no negative impact. We, we, you've got George Kent writing emails to the upper echelons of the Obama administration saying it is an issue. Uh, you know, again, when Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are useless, I, I promise you, when, when they're useless to the progressive cause and to the Democratic Party, they will 
toss them both under the bus. Whether or not they'll ever spend any time in jail for what they've done, I don't know. But they will toss them aside, and they, they will act totally surprised and horrified that, oh, my gosh, the Bidens did this? Everything that the conservatives were saying about Biden before he was elected, everything that they were saying about Hunter during the impeachment trials, everything that we were saying about Joe when he was over there basically saying, um, you know, throw that prosecutor out and uh, otherwise we're going to withhold your billion dollars. Everything that the conservatives were saying was true, and it will come to pass that the Democrats will all say, oh, yeah, we didn't realize it, but oh, yeah. And they'll, they'll, toss, they'll toss Joe and Hunter under the bus. Uh, it is very, very infuriating that, uh, th- that the truth is uh, buried by the mainstream media. However, <laughs> however, it was really interesting uh, what happened at the State Department yesterday. I've got some audio I want to play to you. Now, yesterday, you might remember that we were talking about um, the fact that the situation where the uh, special operations went in and took out the latest ISIS leader and his family. And I asked the question yesterday, okay, why now? What's going on right now that this would happen now? And I connected the dots that Biden yesterday realizes he's in trouble. Um, one of the, and in fact, I, I mentioned this yesterday, and there's another article out today talking about how the um, the anti-police rhetoric is now a national concern. That in one poll, that ranked the highest of concerned by Americans, concerned by Americans. But um, I came out and said, well, you know, Joe is now coming out yesterday, came out yesterday after when they had this press conference on the special operations. He said, I'm determined to protect the American people. And I said, this sounds like wag the dog. Now, what this happened yesterday afternoon. Now, members of the mainstream media, this is cut one, Clark. Members of the mainstream media are essentially asking questions of the Biden administration, strong questions on the credibility that the State Department, their honesty is in question. What action are you talking about? One, the actions I've just pointed to. Uh, the what fact, action? What? The, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation well, uh, campaigns. You made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said that they have engaged in this activity, well, uh, in engage, this planning well, activity. What but, activity. But let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they, I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into now. Um, 
what evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making? Now, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have declassified. I think you well, know... Okay, well, where, where is it? Where, where is this information? It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well, where is it? Where is the declassified information? I just delivered it. No, you made a series of allegations and would statements. You, would you like us to print out the topper? Because you will see a transcript of this briefing that you can print out for no, yourself. That's not evidence, Ned. That's you saying it. That's not evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you like, Matt? I, I would like to see some proof that you that 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 that, that, that you can show that that Matt, you have that, been that, that shows you, that that, that you, shows that the Russians are doing this. Ned, I've been doing this for. A I long know that time. was my point. As, you you as have you, know. you you have been doing this for quite a while. You know I that have. when we declassify intelligence That's information, right. and I we do so in, in a means. In we do and so. I, and, we do so with an eye to protecting that, that sources Kabul and methods. Is not going to fall. I, I remember a lot of things. So where, where where is the declassified information other than you coming out here and saying? Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format, uh, but we have it's declassified. It's the format; it's the content. I'm sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry it's you. I'm sorry like you are doubting this. the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. Well, I, I, what I'm telling you is that this is information that's available to us. We are making it available to you uh, in order uh, for a couple reasons. One is to attempt to deter the Russians from going ahead with this activity. Two, in the event we're not able to do that, in the event the Russians do go ahead with this, to make it clear as day, to lay bare the fact that this has always been an attempt on the part of the Russian Federation to fabricate a pretext. Yeah, but you don't have any any evidence to back it up other than what you're saying. Okay, this it's goes like on saying, This goes on for 15 we, we minutes. That's uh, the State Department spokesperson Ned Price, and that's Matt Lee from the Associated Press. Now, Matt Lee is not a, a, a conservative. What's interesting is there were two other journalists that jumped into the fray within these 15 minutes. One of them was Andrea Mitchell <laughs> from NBC. She's hardly a conservative. The, and again, this, this false flag they're talking about, the, the whole thing was that uh, Ned Price was coming out and said, we've got strong evidence that they're doing, you know, making a propaganda film. And that is verification. It's a justification. He was saying that uh, this is this is going to justify their invasion of Ukraine. And Matt Lee is asking over and over again, "You're you're asking us to believe you? Show us some evidence." And he's saying, "Well, this is declassified information. I just announced it." And he said, "Yeah, that's all you did was announce it. But where's the evidence that what you're saying is true? Can you show us something substantial?" And he couldn't. And, but here's the point I'm making. Are, are they already turning on Joe? Is it already happening? I think it is. We were talking about this earlier in the week. But Joe is uh, being hung out to dry. I didn't hear anybody say what I said yesterday and said earlier today, that what Joe appears to be doing to me is a wag the dog scenario. The things have gotten so bad, his polling is so bad, that he wants to create a crisis in which he looks like he is the hero. Because, and it's true, if you, if you look, you know, during times of conflict, times of war, people are not usually apt to change horses in midstream if there's a middle of a crisis. Well, we're coming up, and it looks like unless something dramatic happened, the Democrats are going to get 
shellacked come November. So is this the dramatic information? Am I, am I overstating it? I don't think so. I, I Two things. One, the media is turning on Joe. And two, this whole thing appears to be a wag the dog scenario. But uh, either way, unfortunately, America has got to hang in there with Joe as as miserable as it is, as deadly as it is, as uh, as it's just hurting our economy, hurting our morale, hurting our, you name it, it's hurting. And Joe's numbers are terrible. But yet that's what we're stuck with for the next uh, three years. Hey, we've got to take a time out. Stay with us. More news and views for a Friday. Love to hear from you. 562 We'll be right back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Welcome in to the second part of uh, News and Views for a Friday. Take a look at your weather forecast. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 2 a.m. tonight. Uh, Low around 37. Chance of rain 90% tonight. We could get up to three-quarters of an inch. So uh, you're going to have plenty of water for the garden. Uh, although everything's dead right now or <laughs> Saturday, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny high near 44 Saturday night, clear with a low around 26 and uh, Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 47, five, six, one, eight, two, five, five, Robert from Cove city's on the line. Hey, Robert, what's going on there, Tom, you doing all right? Is Benny with you tonight? Uh, Benny is, well, uh, we said at the beginning of the program, uh, Today is National Working Naked Day, and apparently he wants oh, to take the day uh, off. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad he is. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, no, Benny is well, off today. It's, uh, I'm uh, just Clark and I flying solo. Well, damn, why didn't you let me know? I would have been out there to you know, help you out. Oh, there, well, but, thank yeah. you, Robert. That's very, very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about today? Well, you know, I, I hear, you know, I heard y'all talk about it. And also, I think I heard Henry and then Glenn Beck was talking about as far as, you know, our athletes going over there and not going over there to China and all like that. And I understand all, I understand the concerns as far as, you know, boycotting or, or not going. But also, we'll throw this. I know how the athletes felt back in the 80s when we boycotted the Moscow games and all, and they were not allowed to compete. Right. And it, it was really a, it, it really was a disappointment to hear some of their, you know, cause they trained all the time to get ready to go to the Olympics. You know, some I, of them, that's, I, that, I, that's their, that's their, Right, I understand. To go to the right. I understand, and you know there there are still plenty of situations where these are amateur athletes, and they are truly you know working at this since they were little kids, and I I I empathize with what you're saying. I have to say too, though, I, I have really. You know, going back uh, a few decades, uh, I was an avid fan of the Olympics and watched every second that I could. The last several Olympics, I have just really lost interest, and a lot of it is it has gotten so political. But the other part of it is is you've got professional athletes. 
I mean, why why do we have a you know this yeah. idea that we're we're going to send NBA players to play in the Olympics is bizarre and it goes against well, that, everything that was, the Olympics has stood for. That was really just a, the U.S. that decided to do that was you know no. Well, they were allowed to do it because well no, yeah. but I mean over in in China and Russia, I mean they're they're essentially. Uh, you know they they've used professionals all along. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, cause that uh, the big tall Chinese guy, Yao Yao Min, what I don't, I, plays I don't in know the NBA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he was allowed to play on China's team, and so. but and again, whether yeah, but, it's whether it's worldwide, but you know they're into this transgender garbage yeah. now, and it's just you know I I have I've I, I'm sure there's people that are going to watch it, and you know. Be glued well, to the sets, I'm, but I'm not going to be one of them. I agree, like what the right says, as far as you know, Nancy Pelosi says, you know, don't get up and be political and all. Wherever they at when the political, when they the last Olympics, when you had the U.S. women's soccer team taking knees and stuff like that, or where was she when Cotcal and Kaepernick was taking a knee on the sideline yeah, of American exactly. sports? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I just hey, and, got a question though. Well, went off the subject of that. Uh, did I hear right that, uh, that president of, uh, Biden, I called him Obama, Biden. but uh, he was uh, saying something about as far as, uh, going against the second amendment, as far as uh, doing something with the Glocks and all. Well, when he was up in, uh, New York yesterday, um, in fact, I had the audio of that yesterday, but, um, he was, he was talking about the uh attacks on police and he was talking about the fact that uh the individual that shot the two police officers that were just laid to rest this week he had a glock with a um a magazine i can't remember how many rounds it was but it was a a a a large magazine that was in in the glock and he's his what he said was you know, this is a uh, this isn't something for personal use. This is something that you would use in an act of war. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, what is interesting is there's a story out that uh, came out yesterday talking about the fact that it really appears that, uh, in fact, a coalition of Republican lawmakers are investigating the Biden administration over its stockpiling of nearly nearly a billion records detailing America's firearm purchases. According to a copy of the investigation, that accuses the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives of planning to sweep up records of every gun sale in America. And uh, yeah. a, a number of Republicans, 36 Republicans, are saying, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? Is this a violation of our uh, First Amendment rights? So uh, anyway, I, I don't I don't know that he said he was going to outlaw the Glock, and, and you know, yeah. he, he can't with his— uh, phone on his pen but uh it, well, it was it was well, interesting because he was supposed to go up there and and defend the police and it turned into a speech about gun control yeah so. well again that what i don't understand is is his little speech he said about the uh the vaccine is it's not about freedom or freedom of choice so it's about safety so don't don't be hesitant if he don't try to throw that in there, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, Robert. Good to hear from you. No problem. Yeah, you have a good weekend. You too. 561-8255. We're going to take a time out. Stay with us. If you're on hold, we'll get to your call. I promise. Stay with us. 
drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in 21 minutes before the top of the hour. Talking about the Olympics here, yeah, Donna King from the Carolina Journal made a great point and a, a piece she wrote that appeared in today's Carolina Journal. You know, if we could go back to 1936 when the, if we could have a do-over, go back to the 1936 Olympics, Berlin, Germany, Adolf Hitler was showcasing the new Germany, wanted them, wanted the image to be pristine, successful, peace-loving. And while those Olympics were going on, they were corralling gypsies, starting to corral and harass Jews in their country. If we could go back and have a redo, would we still participate in that, knowing what a lie that was? And yet, here it is in 2022, and the Olympic Games are over in China. Donna King makes the point just miles from where the events are going to be held. The Uyghurs are being corralled into concentration camps in China. And are we just sort of shrugging our shoulders and saying, what's the big deal? Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to uh, Craig and uh, Hubert. Hey, Craig. Hey, how are you? I'm doing um, well. Good to hear from you. Yeah, same here. Um, so I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you at the same time and on the same subject. Sure. So I, I agree with you on Nancy Pelosi. She just sounds like a coward, and she's and we all know she's totally corrupt. So she's just proven it even further. But on sending the athletes to the Olympics, I'm all for it. Because I want us to go over there and kick their ass. I mean, I want to humiliate them and let them know who's boss. And if we if we were to step out of it, we would look like cowards. Okay, I mean, I, I I'm I I am not dogmatic on the issue, but um, I think it's I think it should have been considered in a lot deeper fashion than what it was. And frankly, I think a, a big reason why Joe didn't. Uh, consider very strongly of withholding our athletes is he didn't want to rile uh, the Chinese and well, he didn't uh, want to hurt his portfolio either. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, go, uh, I mean, I hope, I hope the United States is victorious. Um, you know, we used to dominate in a lot of things. Uh, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks, Greg. Right, five, six, one, eight, two, five, five. Let's go to Tom and Bellhaven. Hey, Tom. What's up, bud? How you doing today? Doing well. Okay, a couple things. Talking about the Olympics, Nancy Pelosi came out yesterday or today and said for the athletes not to do any protests because essentially the Chinese are dangerous. Right. She said it both days. Right. So just several months before the election, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Biden comes out and says, these aren't bad people, folks. It's not As long as the scarecrow is getting his money, they're not bad people. Right. Well, it wasn't a Joe during the election. He referred to China and said, you know, they're not going to eat our lunch. You know, we're, yeah, we're, we dominate the Chinese. They're, they're nothing the, to us. Yeah. Well, and here we're going to go over there and kick the, and the last caller that called in about going right. out there and kicking their ass. Well, I think we should do it too. 
But let's leave those people that think they're women that are guys at home because that's humiliating for everyone. Well, I got news for you. You're not going to see any of that from the Russian teams. You're not going to see any of that from the from the Chinese teams. I can promise no. you that. No, no, you're not going to see that. And that's, that's the other thing, too. I'm, you know, talking about all the sports, all these women that are working so hard to yep. get a scholarship or to make a team. Every single one of them, if they stand up, stand up on a diving platform, swim a race with some against uh, some guy like at university of pennsylvania yeah wearing a lady swimsuit yeah when they pull that trigger all the women real women up there should stand there and not even participate in the race yeah that's the only way you're going to stop this crowd well and again you know you the, the the first caller we had robert talking about the fact that these people work their entire lives to get to the olympics and then you know we we don't compete you know, you can make that same argument on this transgender issue up at the University of Pennsylvania where these girls have, young women, have worked their entire lives. I mean, literally, if you're going to be a swimmer, you start swimming every day throughout the year from the time you're a little kid up to the time you're competing in college. Exactly and right. and this guy's taking, it's a war on women that the Democrats are happy to uh, to uh, fight against the women on this issue. It's, uh, it's sad and it's infuriating. And, and, Talk about being humiliated. I'm sitting here rooting for the United States, and our team our team doesn't even know what sex they are. I mean, come on. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a, you're born with it, you know? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is uh, look down and see what's there or not there, and you can figure it out. Yep. Thanks, exactly. Tom. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. 561-8255. We're going to take a timeout. Stay with us. More calls when we get back. I promise. Hang in there. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. By the way, as we get back to the telephones, uh, the Republican National Committee took a rare step today to censure two GOP lawmakers in the House of Representatives. Uh, yeah, you know who they are. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois. The resolution also states the RNC will no longer support them as members of the Republican Party. Also, thanks to a move by the Wyoming GOP, the RNC may be able to indirectly help the effort to defeat Cheney as she runs for re-election. The Wyoming State GOP Committee signed a rule and submitted it to the RNC, which allows the National Party Committee to give the state party support for the upcoming primary. Without that rule that was signed by the state party, the RNC would have been prevented from becoming involved in the contest. So, Apparently, they can take uh, now the Wyoming uh, RNC can take sides in the primary. And again, the RNC in Wyoming is not recognizing Liz Cheney as a Republican. So, you know, normally they, you know, your, your party doesn't get involved in a primary. Like we're not going to take, you know, the, the Republican Party is we had uh, Michael Watley on a couple of weeks ago and talking about the Senate race. Well, you know, he's not going to take sides in that. He's not going to side with Walker or Ted Budd or, or Pat McCory. He is strictly going to uh, see how the primary turns out. Not so in Wyoming. Five six one eight two five five. Let's head down to New Bern. We have Joe on the line. Hi, Joe. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, and thanks for taking my call. Uh, I wanted to bring it back. To the original question which was uh, i believe uh the olympics and should we have participated in the nazi hosted olympics and i, I forget what year it was 36 um the, yes uh jesse owen i think is a pretty adequate answer to that 
Um, and it wasn't just an individual or American effort. From my understanding, it was a world effort, and the world was basically um, all on the same sheet of music, and and the, the world was rooting for the good guys, essentially. Um, so that means I believe that our athletes are our ambassadors, and yes, I believe that they should go so long as there is a productive and a, and a, and a unified message that they're all going to send together that Americans as citizens can agree on. Otherwise, stay home because the soul of the Olympics will be dead if that if those requirements aren't met. Well, uh, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you got to look at it in the context of what was going on at the time. I mean, you know, it was after that that Naval Chamberlain went over there and, you know, he had peace in our time. And it was uh, for them. It was a big propaganda deal. You know, they they wanted we're we're part of the world of the, you know, the the world of nations and. Uh, and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't say that there's an absolute answer on this. But you can't beat it unless you engage it directly. Yeah, but, but look at what, what is the reason why China wants to host these Olympics? It's, it's a huge Spain, propaganda. Politics. Yeah. Yes, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yep. Um, but I do appreciate you taking some time to listen to my insights. Oh yeah, no, good. I think I I I don't disagree with your insights, and I'm not being an absolute saying you know it's it's my way or the highway. I, it's I think it's you know you you take it as it comes upon you, and I can I can do see both sides of the issue. But in in terms of the and and by the way, great point on Jesse uh, Owens. I mean you know he humiliated uh, the propaganda that Hitler was putting out there that there was a superior race, and he he, he shut that. In yeah. Front of his own people. Yeah. He he did do that. Absolutely. He fool. did do that. Maybe so maybe we'll see something like that in these Olympics. That's how you beat it. Yeah. Get Phelps out of retirement and, and put him to work. There you go. Hey Joe, thanks for the call. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Linda and Hubert. How are you do, doing, Linda? Hi, Tom. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. I think what really upsets me is that it's okay to protest your own country oh, yeah. that you're representing, right? That's okay. But don't you dare, you know, protest this other country that's well known for all these misdeeds and human cruelty. I mean, how can they live with themselves? How can they live with themselves? You yeah. Know, I, I just don't get That bothers me the most. Well, and again, Nancy, Nancy would come out and say, well, I'm trying to protect the athletes so that, you know, they aren't hurt. Well, and again, if it, well, if it, if it is that bad that she is scared that there's going to harm is going to come to athletes or their families, if they say anything, then, and, and that they're in danger, then we shouldn't be sending them over there. I mean, if it's that bad, we shouldn't be sending them right. over there. No, you're exactly right about that. But I, I wonder if that's, you know, if that's what it's all about, it just it just kind of gets under my skin that it's OK to protest your own country that has faith in you, send you over there and you are representing us. But don't dare protest yep. against China yep. or any other country. It just gets under my skin. I well, hear you. Tom. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate the call. Have a good weekend. Five, six, one, eight, two, five, five. Last call. Randy, how are you, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I'll tell you what's really bothering me is our own Republican Party not, quote-unquote, 
as the Democrats would say, taking advantage of a crisis. We have a bunch of crises, uh, rampant inflation. Uh, the border crisis is totally out of control. Um, and then you got this deal with training little uh, two-year-old babies to wear a mask. I mean, why aren't our own two senators speaking out against this and taking a stand? I mean, they're, they're cowards. That's well, you know, I have said for a long, long time, Randy, it's a rare find when you can have a candidate or someone in the party speak clearly, speak above and around the media and take and have a voice that goes directly to the people. And that's a rare find. Ronald Reagan had it. I think Donald Trump had it to some extent. Now, I mean, a lot of people were upset with Trump because they said he was too caustic, but he did have the ability to get his message through. And I agree with you. Right now, you know, there's all kinds of stuff right out there for the taking, and we really don't have a spokesperson that's doing a dynamite job. I mean, you got uh, you got Kevin McCarthy on the House side, and you got uh, you know Milk Toast Mitch on the uh, Senate side, and Kevin, I, I guess, is doing an okay job, but uh, Milk to- Milk Toast Mitch, not so much. Uh, and uh, Kevin could be doing a better job. I mean, I don't know why you don't take somebody like a Jim Jordan and say, you know what, I might be the, the leader of, of the House, but Jim Jordan is going to be my spokesperson because uh, a guy like Jim Jordan can speak straight to the issues. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. When, when you have somebody that just sort of plays around with a safe answer when these issues come up, Uh, people yawn. People aren't interested in your safe answer. People want to have an answer that works. People want to get down to the bottom line. And, and, uh, you're right. We, there's all kinds of things that the Republican party could, uh, take it to the Democrats and, uh, they need, they need a better outreach. They need a better spokesperson. Randy, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. And, uh, thank you for listening. Listen, uh, Looks like uh, it's going to be cold but sunny this weekend, so get out and have uh, a little exercise, a little fun, and we'll be back on Monday. Do it again at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.